Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Today we are joined by Dave DeMay and head pro Jason Hill from Golf Club of Amelia Island. Now, board chats, we do monthly, as you know, in this show. We chat with actual board members and staff of private clubs, and we deal with board strategy and management issues. It's your behind-the-scenes look into the boardroom, brought to you, as always, by Concert Golf Partners, who bring capital and operating expertise to preserve and enhance private clubs. As always, we're joined by CEO Peter Nanula. Peter, how are you doing today? Doing great, Gabe. Good talking to you. Yeah, so... Peter, people are, are often confused about different club companies, right? In terms of management co- companies or golf course operators. Can you describe where Concert Golf fits in? Yeah, no. Uh, I often get calls from board members and they'll say, we're interviewing uh, Copland and Kubler. We're interviewing Troon Golf. And we're interviewing you, a Concert Golf partner. <laughs> and I always have to take a quick step back. Because I, I realize that a lot of the board members at these clubs don't realize who's in the business of executive search for finding a new general manager. That's Copland and Kubler and GSI and others. Who's in the third-party fee-for-service business, right? Troon Golf, Kemper Sports, uh, Billy Casper, Century Golf are some of the leading companies that do you – know, they're service providers for a fee. They will help your club to manage – day-to-day operations. And then there's just a few of us that are in the owner-operator side of the business, right? Club Corp, been around for 70 years. Concert Golf, our group, which is a boutique company that, you know, owns and operates higher-end private clubs. Um, But I do find there is a fair amount of confusion out there. People say golf management companies, but they don't really distinguish between what the different groups do. Lay that out for us a little bit deeper. I mean, you guys own and operate clubs, so how does that how does that work? Right. So, I mean, I guess the big the big difference is um, managing the club on a day to day basis, right? If you are lucky enough to have someone like Dave Demay or Jason Hill, you'll hear from next. You know, you have top notch people running your club, right? Um, hiring a fee based you know management company service provider like a Troon Golf or a Kemper Sports. Right. If you want to pay $200,000 a year to have somebody kind of sit between the board of governors and Dave DeMay as your general manager, you're basically bringing in some, what would you call it, corporate support for a general manager like Dave. Right, That's what I think a lot of clubs do. There are hundreds of people that have management contracts with service providers like Troon Golf. And then there's a, uh, just a few people like us in Club Corp who, you know, have hundreds of millions of dollars to invest in country clubs, right? Acquiring them, investing in capital projects uh, so the members don't have to be assessed anymore, uh, you know, paying member refunds, dealing with the next 10, 20 years of all the capital requirements that are coming down the path that members at member-owned clubs are used to doing an assessment, going to a bank, borrowing the money. They don't have to do that anymore when Concert Golf owns and operates their club. That's right. In fact, uh, my own club here, Tampa, Florida, Carrollwood Country Club, we just had a new uh, bunker project that is happening. They're also refurbishing the uh, member grill as well as the dining areas, and they're just doing a great job over there. 
And it's nice to know that they didn't have to hit me up for an assessment to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's very good news. Good for you. <laughs> um, so this we uh, this month on Private Club Radio, we're going to be featuring Golf Club of Amelia Island. Peter, why are they so interesting to you? Yeah, so uh, we've been involved at Golf Club of Amelia Island for seven years now. Uh, we acquired the club from a family and some investors seven years ago. It's up near Jacksonville, Florida. Beautiful place. Dave and Jason will tell you all about it. But, um, you know, it's an interesting club that, that mixes a very high-end membership as well as the Ritz-Carlton that sits right on the same property. So we have, you know, very high-end service expectations and, and high-paying guests from the golf club or for the, from the Ritz-Carlton. So it's a unique property, and, and it's also interesting. We have such a long-term management team there that Dave and Jason will describe, and oftentimes I get questions about staff continuity or turnover with the team who gets to know the membership so well. Uh, you know, we don't want any turnover at our club. Well, Golf Club of Amelia Island is a perfect example of a club that's had pretty much the same crew for many years now. So anyway, I just thought it would be interesting for, for your listeners, Gabe. That's fantastic, Peter. I appreciate that. And Dave DeMay is the general manager over at Golf Club of Amelia Island. He's been the GM since 2012. Dave, can you give us a little bit more background on your history in the club business? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I worked at Aspen Golf Club in Colorado, uh, Grand Cypress Resort in Orlando, uh, which was kind of similar to this club. It uh, uh, had the resort aspect as well. And then uh, my private member-owned club I worked at was Errol Estate Country Club in Apopka, and I was there for eight years. That's fantastic. And what about Amelia Island do you love? Uh, Amelia Island is uh, like our, our little slice of heaven, uh, northeast Florida. It, um, it's, uh, the club itself is beautiful. Uh, we have a great relationship with Ritz-Carlton, a great membership base, and um, just, a, just a beautiful, beautiful, quaint uh, place to live. Yeah, that's fantastic. And we're also going to introduce Jason Hill to the show. Jason is the head golf professional. He's been the head golf professional since 2013. And Jason, how about you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Okay, so um, I originally started out in the golf business in Atlanta. I worked at a club called River Times. It was a high-end public daily fee. Really took on a lot of good information there, but I wanted to kind of broaden my uh, my strength, so I moved to... Ohio, and I was at Acacia Country Club. This was a private equity club. Actually, only had about 100 members. Um, at certain points, some things went on at the club there, and they actually ended up selling the club. So I wanted to move a little closer to my family, and I ended up here in Amelia. Yeah, so why is why is that club such a special place for you then? You know, I really, even to be kind of a younger gentleman, I kind of like the, the little driving Miss Daisy kind of mentality <laughs> that goes on around here on the island. It's a sleepy little town sometimes, but it's thriving, and it's just a a great place to be. Well, uh, Dave, I'd love for you to give us just a little bit more history about the club and some of the highlights throughout the history there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We um, an 18-hole championship golf course, uh, and it was designed by former PGA Tour players Mark McCumber and Gene Littler. Uh, We hosted a senior tour event, the Liberty Mutual Legends of Golf, in 1998. And uh, we also offer uh, dining, tennis, 
Uh, we have a beautiful beach club uh, just down the street, a uh, private beach club uh, that runs right along the Atlantic Ocean. And um, we also host the Concorde d'Elegance. It is one of the top two car shows in the world, and that's now in its 25th year. Yeah, I want to talk to you more about that uh, for sure as we as we go along here. But tell me first a little bit about the team at Amelia Island. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a very strong uh, team at the, the golf club. Um, my leadership team and I have all been at the club for over seven years uh, since Conjure's taking over. Um, our controller has been here 25 years. Um, I've been here seven. Jason's been here seven. Our superintendent's been here seven. Our food and beverage director has been here 11 years. So very strong team, uh, very uh, service-oriented. Uh, we like to um, mirror our service with the Ritz-Carlton and Amelia Island standards. And um, so it's, uh, it's a great team, strong team. Those are big standards to live up to, I'm sure. What, what are some of the ways you do that, out of curiosity? Well, uh, we actually, uh, when I first started here, uh, I went to their orientation, so I learned about all of their standards and what they do. Uh, we actually uh, work closely with them, uh, monthly meetings. We'll talk about a lot of the things they do, um, and uh, we work closely with a lot of their corporate groups. So we attend all of the pre-con events, all of the uh, meetings when they have uh, large corporate groups that come into town. So we we essentially are part of their team and uh so it really works out well um as we're all kind of working together for the greater good yeah is there one piece of advice or one uh, part of their service or something that really sticks with you i think i think the biggest thing that i see is just their consistency overall yeah. they they treat each guest the same exact way which is what we try to do with our members here at the club so just being kind being sincere and, and just being precise with everything yeah, that, that's fantastic. Jason, you've you've had, as we talked about, some prior experience at other member-owned clubs. So how, in your mind, do those clubs differ from the concert golf model? I mean, I, I think first and foremost, the decision-making process that, that happens at, a, at an equity club, which involves generally a bunch of people on the board, um, you know, it, it's difficult to get decisions made. That's really what I... I saw as I was going through some of these different golf courses, going from the fully private to the to the private resort. Um, things really happen a lot quicker here for us. It doesn't have to go down the line. It doesn't have to be communicated to friends. It doesn't have to have a vote. The approval process is much quicker, and I think that's that's important. You know, I think members members see action quickly, and I think that's what they want to see. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Dave, obviously capital improvements are another big issue that clubs are always looking to do. How does that model differ between a member-owned private club and the concert golf? Well, we have a uh, capital reserve fund that we uh, add to monthly. So when we do have a project, whether it's painting the clubhouse, uh, roof repairs, different things, we have money for that. So there's never any assessments. Uh, to kind of add on to what Jason was saying, even for small repairs or small uh, member requests at other at my um, other clubs at equity clubs, uh, we would find that uh, you'd have to go through you know the house committee vote and then that goes to the board committee vote, and so it could really be delayed for months. And what I found here is you know for example, you know we were we wanted uh, our members wanted cabanas at our beach club, so I got the pricing. 
we got we purchased the cabanas and installed them within a couple of weeks. Um, so everything is just quicker. It's more streamlined. And I think, uh, you know, being in the business for over 20 years, you know, we're the people that uh, can make these decisions without layers of, of uh, voting. Right. Lots of red tape for sure. Peter, I want to, I have a question. I have a question for you that I want to throw over. How do you guys at concert uh, prioritize the different projects or do you just simply leave that in the hands of the, of the teams? Yeah, it's a good question. We, um, when we first get involved with the club, whether it's member owned or otherwise, uh, oftentimes the members have a list of priorities and they'll make that clear to me early on in our negotiations. So that becomes our initial batch of capital projects. So we put those in a written contract and we commit to doing those within a short period of time, the first year or two after we get there. But after we take the baton from the members and and what they had set out for us to do, then it's just like any other club. We we are competing, Dave and Jason are competing with you know the other private clubs around. Uh, we are trying to delight our members and keep them there and and attract new members and so whatever it takes and so typically i think it's mostly just dave jason superintendent and their team talking about what they need to do to please their members if it's if it's of moderate size they just go do it like he said about the cabanas out at the beach club there there really aren't conversations i never heard about the cabanas right <laughs> dave knows his members just do it if it's larger and we're going to spend a million bucks or more and you know there's going to be a couple of phone calls with our chief operating officer and myself what's the scope of this you know why are we doing it um, is this just a very small subset of members who would benefit from this, or are there four or five hundred members who are all going to benefit from this? And you know, we'll have some conversations, but even something like that might be just a few weeks, and then and then the construction teams are there, right? Just so different than at the member-owned clubs I deal with. I'm often sort of privy to some of their internal deliberations, whether it's a it's a capital committee or a greens committee or at the board level, they'll share with me the process for setting calendar dates in July and then September and then November, and then the board is going to change over. I'm not sure we're going to do the project the same way. And I think, boy, six months or 12 months of talking about this, raising the money for it before you even get the construction crew out there, it, it, it's not hard to see why in most markets where we operate, the, the equity clubs generally uh, have trouble competing with our teams. Right. Yeah, it's not a very efficient process, that's for sure. Um, Dave, you mentioned earlier the uh, Concorde Elegant, and I want to go over a little bit more of that with you, go a little deeper with that. It's an antique car show that you host every March, but tell us a little bit more about that event. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh in its 25th year next year, and uh, it brings over 50,000 patrons uh, to the island. Uh, there's over 400 cars. Uh, they We actually shut down the course for uh, two weeks uh, to prepare for it, and then it's uh, usually the second weekend in March, and they've actually moved it to the first weekend in March just because of the uh, TPC tournament moved, the golf tournament. Mm-hmm. But uh, an amazing event. Uh, it has actually won the prestigious International Motoring Award for Best Motoring Event of the Year two times under concert's ownership. And that's the only two times it's won it uh, in 25 years. So that's a, that's a pretty amazing, uh, amazing thing. Um, 
the other biggest thing for me is it uh, they give to uh, several local charities. They've given millions of dollars to several local charities, and you know that really motivates us and our team to put on a great event and uh, and to help them host uh, all of the uh, patrons coming to town. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I always think that um, any kind of charitable contributions from a an organization really can rally a team around something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What just out of curiosity, what's the coolest car you've seen at that show? <laughs> there's so many, um, there's Lamborghinis. I mean, uh, I, you know, cause you usually don't get to see those too much up close. Uh, they have had several of those, uh, over the years that uh, I'm always really impressed with. Uh, Jason, I think he had one. Yeah. So they had that uh, one point they had Janice Joplin's Porsche out here, which nice. is kind of neat, had some cool. fancy painting on it and so <laughs> forth. So you kind of got a, Best of both worlds, the musician and the uh, the car enthusiast. That's super cool. Uh, any any appearances from Ralph Lauren? I know he's a big like antique car guy. Um, I have not seen Ralph Lauren. Um, I know uh, Jay Leno is big in the cars. He's been here several times. Jerry Seinfeld, you know, a lot of celebrities. Nice. Uh, so we we we've seen a few. That's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, Seinfeld, I think, is a big Porsche aficionado, if I remember right. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think so. next mm-hmm. next thing I want to talk to you guys about is just membership and and how that's grown under Concert Golf uh, Partners at the Golf Club of Amelia Island. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing that uh, when I first started here, we had we had thought that it was going to be really challenging to sell memberships. Uh, they they weren't selling many. Uh, our first few months, we, we said, wow, we're just, you know, this is going to be tough until we really kind of got our heads around, you know, the property and, and all the things that it really offered. And uh, we've seen membership grow dramatically over the last seven years. We've set, you know, sales records every year. Revenues are up every year. Uh, and, and that obviously helps to uh, minimize any kind of dues increases. And, uh, I mean, our dues have only gone up. Uh, less than one percent, and that's just basically a cost of living uh, over the recent years. So um, it's really uh, been been great. Uh, our sales have been great. Our catering sales are great. Um, so the club's really grown under concert. Yeah. Oh, well, I got to imagine you got to be reaching outside the island, obviously, to get members. What's that process look like? Um, outside the island, it's uh, it's challenging because Jacksonville's you know forty five minutes away so you know getting people to drive from that distance to here has been has been uh pretty challenging but we've come up with some creative uh, packaging for members uh we'll do some packages where it includes rich room nights um in the membership uh so that'll get some uh, we've got some some corporate memberships that way uh, also had some people from georgia take advantage of that so they you know they come stay on the island stay at the hotel play golf utilize our beach club um so we've just been creative with packaging, and uh, I think that's really kind of helped with uh, that growth as well. So the Golf Club of Amelia Island offers casual elegance that's really different from any other club in that area. Can we talk a little bit about that, guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, having Ritz-Carlton right on property is literally 50 yards door to door. You know, it, it creates that elegance. And, and, you know, we can put on an event, a uh, fine dining event. We have a, a immaculate golf course. So it has that elegance, but we also, you feel comfortable here. You know, there's a very um, uh, casual feeling, meaning it's just a comforting feeling. We have we have a lot of guests uh, from the hotel that come and visit the club and feel like they can relax. You feel like you're at home. And I think, you know, 
it's it's a nice balance to have. You know, the island has that feeling as well. You know, it's very quaint, and uh, so that that uh, that's how we, you know, that's how the club feels. And it, and what I hear from people, from members, from um, from guests, is just how comfortable they feel here. That's so important. I think that the clubs that do it really right, you want it to feel like it's their second home. The balance between you know being a member of a private club, paying dues initiation fee and then having rich carlton guests also sharing them sharing the facilities it would be nice to hear how you guys have struck that balance and how your members feel about it yeah absolutely they um you know our members feel great about it and we we don't uh, allow any public play other than the rich carlton and our membership so um you know our golf course isn't overrun with you know with golfers we have plenty of um plenty of space out there and in the, and in the dining areas. Um, also the, you know, the Ritz Carlton, um, when they pay to play here, you know, that helps to subsidize, you know, dues and helps to support uh, our capital fund. And, you know, so we can do more for the club by, you know, having the, uh, Ritz Carlton guests play here as well. And, um, you know, when our members join, they're aware that, you know, when the Ritz, when someone stays at the Ritz, they're considered a member for that day. So it's really a seamless relationship, and and uh, our members are really, uh, you know, they really actually enjoy it. Because one of the things that happens here is their 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 dues stay lower because of the subsidizing of the, you know, of the fees from the rents. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 huge. That's awesome. Well, I want to wrap things up here, guys, with you. Cause I've enjoyed the chat, uh, but what are some of the the biggest lessons that you've learned? by being a part of the concert golf partners family. Jason, let's start with you. Okay. So, I mean, ultimately I I feel like it starts from the top. So I believe everyone above me is in the right positions. And I I enjoy learning from my staff and my mentors, uh, which is why I've stayed with the company so long. I I've got an amazing GM um, who's, who's there, who has my back, who has, who makes great decisions with and along my side. That's one of the number one things that I've, that I've found. Um, just having the same team, the consistency, the rapport with my staff, um, you know, and we all have the same focus. I think uh, that's the biggest thing, and that's just to make this uh, operation here at Amelia very successful. Yeah, that's fantastic. How about for you, Dave? Yeah, my experience um, is that concert is true to their word. You know, they, they fund capital projects. They follow through with their promises. They're always looking to reinvest in the property to enhance the member experience. And, you know, all of this with no additional cost to the membership. Um, I I can say I've I've talked to Peter many times. You know, I've never been told, no, we can't do that to enhance this or that. So it's always been a a yes, let's do that. Yes, we have the money already. Um, Let's make it better, you know, for the club and for the membership. So um, that's a... that's my experience with the concert. Yeah, that's huge. If you were talking to another general manager out there or another head golf professional, uh, what would you tell them? I would tell them that um, in the several clubs I've worked, uh, this has been the best experience I've had. I mean, the concert offers stability, you know, unparalleled training, leadership. Um, you know, we all have a lot of experience here, but uh, I can, I can, call our COO. I can call Peter tomorrow and ask him questions if we have questions about things. Uh, I think that 
you don't find that in other clubs. You know, it, it, there's no one to go to if you do have a situation or a question or a, a challenge at the club. Um, here, there's such strong support um, in our leadership teams and our regional and our and our leadership that um, that's the biggest difference. And you know, um, we've kind of proved it here. You know, my experience is that you know when someone purchases a club, you know, they clean house, they get rid of everybody, and you know, that's what I've seen from other clubs in the past. It's just not the case with concert. Um, you know, my team's all been here for many, many years and, you know, it, it's a, created a great culture and, and, uh, and a great place to work. That's awesome. Anything that you would add to that, Jason? I really, I agree everything that, uh, that they say, and I think he's hitting on all points. I think that, uh, one of the, one of the greatest things about this is even though we're Strong in over 750 members, I think, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I try to imply with my staff is to make sure you know everybody's name and treat them like a family. You know, I feel like Concert has, has treated me like a family, and I think, uh, I think that's important. I think that just builds for a healthy lifestyle and a healthy job life. Yeah, it sounds like a great place to go to work every day, <laughs> for sure. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me here on uh, board chats presented by concert golf partners and peter thank you for being here as well any parting words for us peter yeah thanks gabe good to have these guys on you can tell they're both absolute superstars so we're lucky to have them at golf club of amelia island i will say it's one of our most popular destinations for our other members i think you asked me last month gabe about the reciprocal privileges that our members have all around the country. You can go and enjoy all of our other clubs for free because you're a member of all of them. The number one place they tend to go is golf club of Amelia Island. If you're up in Boston or New York or Chicago or DC, that's where you want to go. And, you know, sometimes they try to get in during the concourse car show, but I think it's, it's so packed during that week that it's just difficult to get in. But, uh, you know, the rest of the year, it's a very popular destination. Plenty of people coming from Tampa too, because guys at my club are always talking about it. You're, you're really to the point, you've got a number of clubs. So you've got Amelia Island there up in North Florida. You've got a couple of clubs now on the West coast between plantation and Carrollwood country club in Tampa. And then down South, you've got, um, Indian, in uh, what is it? Indian, Indian Spring Indian and Spring uh, Fountain Country yeah, Club yeah. So down got, at Palm Beach. You yeah. got like the Florida Golf Trail for for concert golf uh, members around the country. That's pretty cool. Exactly. Make a good trip. Yeah. Well, thanks for hosting us, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for being on and check out concertgolfpartners.com to learn more. Join us next month for another edition of Board Chats presented by Concert Golf Partners.